Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I was just about to start the podcast and then my dad texted me about my Mimi and now I'm so emotional. I'm like crying. You guys, I can't start the podcast out crying. Or I can, that's fine. It's fine, I can. But like, Jesus, I gotta fix this mic. We gotta, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta situate myself. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, literally, I'm about to start recording this podcast, or I am, here we are, I'm recording this. I was just sitting here, and I'm obviously like in my bedroom until our podcast studio gets finished, which by the way, it is so close. And I keep this picture of my Mimi, which by the way, if you're just listening, not watching this, it's the most iconic photo ever. It's literally her just like smoking a stogie, like a cigar and living her best life. I don't know where she's at. She's like at a club at someone's house during Christmas. There's a Christmas tree in the back. I don't know, but I just I love her. I love her. I miss her so much. Anyways, it's my dad's mom who he was super close with. I'm just really starting this out on an emotional roller coaster. Um, he was super close to his mother, like best friends, spoke every day, everything. And anyways, I feel a lot of her with me at all times. My God, is it the wine? I don't know. I did have a glass of wine before this. Um, she's the pretzel ring story. If you guys have followed me for a while now. And anyways, I'm just having a little emo moment. I just, I just miss her, you know? Oh, I think I'm really ready for, <laughs> oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm like really so emotional about this. I, um, I would, when I did the live show, I was like, <laughs> I, I talked to her all the time. Is that weird? I talked to her and oh my gosh, producer Courtney's going to watch this back because she edits it obviously. And she's going to be like, are you okay? Like <laughs> what happened? Okay. This can't be the wine and it, I'm not on my period. So I don't know what's happening. I think I'm just having an emotional day, but anyways, I just, I understand anyone that's going through loss and just wishes they were there. And you know what? She passed away eight years ago, eight or nine years ago, actually. And I still miss her all the time. And I think about her all the time. And I wish she was here to do all these fun things with me. And I know she enjoyed her time when she was here. She lived life to the fullest, but... I don't know. I have these moments where I'm like, damn, I have like so much more at my fingertips. I could fly her here. I could take her on trips. I could do all these things. And I wish I could. Okay. We are wrapping this up. Shannon, pull it together. Okay. 
all right, I really didn't intend for that to happen, but my dad was texting me like the most sweet, sweetie pie things ever. And anyways, yeah, okay. So me, a living, breathing human being that just pisses her grandma, okay? My Mimi, I love you. Okay, back to business because guess what? I wrote notes. I fan myself down. That's nice. That's really nice, actually. Okay, <laughs> welcome back to, to probably a really emotional podcast. OMG. Um, yeah, you know what? Sometimes it just fucking be like that. And we got to just live our truth. Otherwise, we're just all going to bottle up our emotions and then spontaneously combust. And it's not going to be cute. It's not going to be like the Taylor Swift Eras Tour concert confetti spontaneous combust. It's going to be like the nasty slime filled combustion that no one wants to collect at the end of the show. Okay. And put into a little shadow box. Also, it is still so funny to me that people were grabbing confetti from her arrows tour and collecting it. Although I don't know, maybe in like 2087, I'll be like, this was the Taylor Swift confetti from the Eras tour. And my granddaughter will be like, sick Mimi. Oh my gosh. I have my kids call me Mimi grandkids. We'll see. I feel like I feel like everyone says what they want their grandkids to call them, but really it's like never up to you. It's up to the grandkids. Unless you're Christian or then there's she's like, I'm gonna be lovey. And they're like, ma'am, yes, ma'am. Okay. So basically I'm doing a solo pod and I wrote notes because we are a note-taking girly, okay? Um, I have had actually, so I posted on Instagram like I always do, like, does anyone have anything they want me to talk about? Also, like, again, super sorry that I just started this podcast out crying. Um, but yeah, so I always ask, like, what do you guys want to talk about? What should we gab about? Should I deep dive on anything? And um, the podcast studio will be here soon. I'm wallpapering it. I'm doing some really fabulous things. That's one of the things I'm going to talk about, my whole house update. But right now, um, we're still in the bedroom. And with these, like, cruise ship lights, this is so weird. I've got to get these replaced with sconces. Anyways, um, so I wrote notes, and I asked you guys what you want to talk about. And it was so many things, and they were all over the map. And I'm just going to kind of go into it. Okay. Um, basically, like I was saying, when I did my live show, it was like hard shock. Cause I was like, <laughs> I'm like one of those people that when she cries, she like can't really talk. Um, but basically the live shows are going fantastic. I don't know why I just said that plurally. I've literally only done one. It's great. Um, I wrote this at the very end of my notes, but I was thinking about this today because my shows in Washington, New York are this weekend. And I need to prep for them. Obviously I need to like figure out the things I'm going to discuss and all the run of show things and, you know, accoutrements that come along with it. And I'm not nervous in the same way that I was for the Nashville show for the Nashville show. I was absolutely consumed with stress and anxiety. Um, I don't experience anxiety very often. It, I, I feel very, very privileged to say that. Um, but it's the truth. I don't, I don't experience it. I, I didn't have it for the first time in my life until I was, 23 um actually like after very cavalry whenever i got off the show um i just experienced like a, a lot of anxiety and i've talked about that a little bit here and there but basically all this to be said like i just like it's not a it's not a feeling that i really was able to place at first and then when i explained it to someone they were like that's anxiety and i was like oh okay and then again very blessed to not experience it very often and it is crazy. Anyone that's listening to this that experiences anxiety or depression, I, I cannot, I cannot imagine that feeling and how debilitating it must be. Like truly, to my core, I, I can't imagine. And I'm, I'm so sorry that you have to deal with that. And I really hope that you have help and things in place to help you cope with that because it is quite the motherfucking feeling. Okay, anxiety really be not that bitch. Okay, she's not. She's the worst. So. 
anyways, actually it's probably a dude. He, he, okay. Anxiety is a dude. 100%. So anyways, I, um, I felt a lot of anxiety leading up to the show and I just knew it was nerves, but it was like turning into anxiety. And I was like, okay, we got to like figure this out. And I actually had a, um, a follower message me. I just loved this so, so much. Like I, I need to go back and I think I screenshotted it. So I need to go back and find her name so I can give her proper credit because she messaged me and she was like, I experienced anxiety. Cause I posted before the live show. Like I'm really nervous. I'm really nervous. I'm freaking out. I feel like it's, I'm going to talk too fast. You guys aren't going to like it, whatever. And she was like, I experienced this. And I had someone tell me a long time ago that, um, anxiety is allowed to ride shotgun, but it is not going to be in the driver's seat, but it's always going to be there. Right. It's always going to be riding shotgun and you can just tell them, shut the fuck up. You're not going to be backseat driver. I'm driving the ship, but, um, yeah, like it just has to be along for the ride. It has to be a feeling that you just have to understand it's going to be there. All that being said, after the Nashville show, I actually predicted this in my brain because it's so huge. I thought to myself, this is after the first show, I'm going to be fine. I just need to get through this first show. No, I can do it. And then it's going to be smooth sailing. It's going to be gravy, baby. And I'm, I'm explaining all this so that you guys can apply this to anything in your life that you're feeling anxious about. Obviously mine just right now at current is the live shows. So I was uh, so right, which I'm not always right. Cause what do we know about Taylor? Taylor's always right. But me, Shannon, I'm not always right, but I was right in this instance. I knew after the first show in Nashville, I would be okay and not feel anxiety. And I still don't, I, I don't feel anxiety about these next shows, but they are just like one of those things where they are such a big deal. And I do just want to like really make everyone happy with them and make everyone feel like they got their money's worth and that they like spent an hour and a half out of their weekend or day with me. And it was for a good reason. Anyways, I just feel, um, something looming over my head. Like I just want to make sure it's good enough. And, I realized when I was thinking about this, I was like, oh my gosh. So for, like I said, going back to me saying I have things to prep and get ready for the podcast live show in DC and Washington. That's this weekend. It is Tuesday. I said Monday, I'm going to do a bunch of house stuff because I'm really, obviously I'm in a really busy season of my life right now. So I'm trying to, um, I've, I've never been this bitch before, but I'm really trying to micromanage my life and set in place things. And I, 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 I was like, um, okay, so I'm going to do house stuff on Monday because uh, as we recall, I literally moved into my first home. So I'm, you know, a lot of th those things are in place, but I keep being like, I can't work on that right now. I can't work on the house right now. I have to do a live show. So then on Monday I was like, I'm going to, set aside time to do the house today. And that's it. Tuesday, live show prep all day. What's today? Tuesday. What did I do today? Not that, not that at all. Um, I kind of just like bought some more things for the house, kind of just like managed some more appointments and like, you know, doodads, things, things that I like didn't really need to do. Like I took a shower, I washed my hair. I didn't really have to do that. Um, you know, I just kind of mulled around. I went over to Taylor's house, hung out with the kids. I took Walker to school. Um, loved that. Actually, that was amazing. Went and got coffee with Taylor. Just like things that were not prepping for the live show. And I realized, and I know this about myself. And if someone can diagnose this, like, let me know. I need to like Google this. Maybe <laughs> me loves a Google diagnosis. Um, but I, I always joke and I say like, if it weren't for the last minute, I would never get anything done. But like dead ass, like dead ass, I don't. I don't really genuinely get things done unless I do it at the very end. And I, I notice this pattern about myself and I don't know if it's healthy. I don't feel like it's unhealthy, but maybe one day you guys are probably listening to this being like, wait till you fucking have kids. You got a plan, bitch. But like 
packing wise, I'm such a packer. I make a list. I love to buy outfits weeks ahead of time, but like actually packing, I don't do it until literally the 11th hour. And when I mean the 11th hour, I mean, if I'm going to sleep that night and I haven't packed, I would rather set an alarm for five in the morning and pack in the morning because when I give myself a time and I know one thing I know is my sister's like this too. So maybe it's like a family thing. We will like set timers for ourselves and we'll be like ready, set, go. And then like, we know we have to do it right because we only have an hour. So that I'm like, "Mm, Shannon, maybe that's giving you anxiety. Uh, anyways, today was live show prep. I haven't done that. I'm going to do it eventually, but I was like, you know what? We're going to do the podcast. We're going to, we're going to shoot some solo shit out. I know I always say this when I do solo pods, but I'm like, well, that even good. And then usually by the grace of God, you guys are like, yeah, I liked it. And I'm like, okay, cool. So here we are back again with some absolute like nonsense stream of my head, like literally like the conscious stream of thoughts that go through my mind. I say it all the time, but my brain is a prison. And if you guys were here, you'd be like, this is fun. I want to go home. (laughs) That was fun for a little bit. I got to get out of here. That is what it's like living inside my brain. All right. Let me tell you what they don't tell you growing up as an adult. How much window treatments are going to be like why are they so expensive my god I can't even believe all the things that I have to pay for for this new house I love being a homeowner but oh my gosh the way I have got to save some more money and I'm trying to be better about it okay guys you know this is a finance podcast and the cold hard facts are I'm just always gonna have to spend money okay I'm always gonna be buying food thanks for my new house and just straight up everyday items like deodorant toothpaste okay I gotta have these things tampons also okay fine maybe a little treat for myself every once in a while sue me so the trick that I've been using lately is Ibotta because you get cash back on all these things that you were already going to buy anyways. It's like free money. And with inflation right now, I think we can all agree that something as simple as uploading your receipt when you get back home from shopping is an easy enough task. When doing that means you get money to spend and use towards something fun. Okay. The average Ibotta listener gets up to $120 a year and just straight up cash back from shopping. Like that's a flight somewhere. Last year when I got it, I got, I think my total was like $146 that I just saved. That's like a fancy steak dinner that you can pay for and not feel guilty about. And it's just so easy. And that's the thing about Ibotta. They give you real cash back, not all those points situations that all the other apps do. Real money. You know, the green stuff that we love, that we know with our founding fathers on it, okay? You can put it right in your bank account, PayPal, gift cards, whatever. But it's money, not points. Places that I use Ibotta the most are Sephora, Lowe's for my house stuff, Best Buy for my business expenses, and so many more. And right now, Ibotta is offering my listeners $5 just by trying Ibotta. Use the code probably when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play and download the free Ibotta app and use code probably. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google app or App Store and use code probably. Let's give you an update on the house. So basically this house is the best thing that ever happened to me and the worst thing that ever happened to me. And that is on being a homeowner, I think. You know one thing, thank God, thank fuck I have James because he is on top of it. And really like you can do everything. We as women, we can do fucking anything on our own. We can fucking, we can do it, right? We are women, hear us fucking roar. But oh my God, I'm, I'm fucking thankful for this man in my life. I am so thankful. I'm so thankful because he does stuff like plan irrigation meetings. Guess what? I don't give a fuck about irrigation and I I just don't not gonna like would have probably begged Mike to water my grass and cut it and like figured it out and been like please help me I'm a little girl I don't know how to mow the grass um but I have James here who's just absolutely rock hard over an irrigation system he can't wait he can't wait to talk about it figure it out and I like love nothing more than being like all right well I'm gonna let you guys go you guys go and I'm gonna head inside because I'm like I don't give a fuck 
Anyways, it's the best thing and the worst thing that have ever happened to me because there's just, it's never ending. It's never ending. And like, I think all the time, I think to myself, I says to myself, and I know just on the last podcast, Taylor and I talked about how, you know, fortunate and blessed she is to have help and to have a nanny. But like, I always think to myself, how does Taylor do it? How does Taylor get all this? How does anyone that's listening to this podcast that has children and I want kids so bad. I'm honestly starting to get really bad baby fever, which is going to be fine. Like I'm going to get over it. I... I'm going to, you know, wait because I do not need a baby in my life right now. But like, I'm just getting like suburbia mommy baby fever. And I think it is it is eradicated so quickly every time I think to myself, how do they do it? How do you guys have kids have this responsibility of a life and also like loving and caring and like wanting to like create memories with these babies? Not just you don't just have to keep them alive, right? Like that's that's the one thing you have to do, right? Like legally we have to keep these babies alive. But like like realistically, you have to do so much more. You have to you have to and you want to do so much more. And how do you do that and have a house and have a job? Like, oh my gosh, like that's crazy. That's really crazy to me. So, um, I'm just taking it day by day. Like I said, it's a very busy season in my life. And if you're listening to this and you're like, sister, I fucking get it slash shut the fuck up. I have way more to do do than you. Then like, honestly you do. And props to you because I'm trying to just like micromanage myself. It's not really working. I'm having to put my job, these live shows, this podcast, this house on the back burner a little bit, but like my relationship with James really on the front end. And I feel bad because I feel like a lot of my friendships are kind of taking a toll because of it. And I actually was just thinking about this today. I'm having a really emotional day and I swear I'm not on my period. It's like crazy. Um, I just have started to feel really guilty for the friendships that I have that I'm not being able to tend to very much. Like I feel like I have this beautiful garden full of beautiful flowers of friends and I'm letting some of them like wilt in the sun a little bit because I, I can't, and I have the best friends ever who are not expecting me to be, you know, BFF of the world right now. Like I, they get it and I appreciate that, but I'm here to say that it's just taken a toll on me because I'm just feeling like, you know, I'm feeling like I'm not asking my friends, like, what are you up to? How are you doing? Like, oh my gosh, tell me about X, Y, Z. And like, I, I, in my brain, I'm like, I need to do that. But then I'm like, oh my God, I don't have time to do that. I can't, I can't have a FaceTime catch up date because I, I have to catch up FaceTime with myself and my relationship and my house and my work and producer Courtney needs things for me and I'm doing all this and it's just a lot. And if you are in a really busy season of your life right now, I want this to speak to you and tell you that it is okay and that your friends are not mad at you. And if they are, tell them super kindly, nicely that you've got a lot going on and they're going to be okay with it. If they're your real friends, they're going to be okay with it. And I guess I'm just word vomiting right now, but I'm just like really, you know, it's like every other day I spiral just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, so the house updates are going great other than the irrigation system that I couldn't give seven fucks less about. I'm like, let our grass die. I don't care. I don't <laughs> don't care. Don't care at all. Um, but I'm trying to figure out inside of the house wise, uh, things that I'm absolutely decided against. And I had a lot of questions whenever I was like, what do you guys want me to talk about during the solo pod? You're all like, how are you saving money? How are you, you know, this is the finance podcast as we all know, but like, what are you doing? Like, give us the steps. And I really tried to think about it and I realized it wasn't I didn't have enough to say about it to really like deep dive on it. I was like, mm, I'm just trying to be more consciously aware of not needing things so frivolously, which is probably a me thing. You guys were probably listening to this being like, sorry, bitch, we weren't buying a Prada bag every weekend. And neither was I, but it was, it was like every other weekend there for a little bit. I just had so much disposable income that I, 
I know the trolls are rejoicing right now because they're like, ha, 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 we told you, we told you she'd be broke one day. Guess what, motherfuckers? I'm not broke, but I'd have a lot more money if I wasn't shopping the way I was. So basically, it's just like dumb little things like that. That's not like probably interesting to anyone that I just had to fucking relax and chill and stop buying and, and shopping so frivolously just because I had this money didn't mean that it wouldn't be better saved for a bigger thing later on, like a home one day. So if you're a fucking boss bitch getting that coin, you know, save it, save a little bit of it, save a percentage of it. Um, but I just wasn't raised like that. My parents were just like living la vida loca, baby. So, um, anyways, I got that gene, but we're doing better on that. But I'm, I'm trying to decide things in the house that have to be a priority and have to not be a priority. The next project, I thought the next big project was going to be our master bath, but it's actually not going to be mostly because like no one sees that but us. And um, there was a tiny situation with our build. So I think I talked about this on Instagram a little bit, but basically our cabinets. Um, so this is a builder grade home that that means like it's, you know, these layouts were predetermined. We get to pick the finishes. We get to pick the paint colors, but like they're the exterior. You cannot change of the house. Like I'm really lucky. I really love the exterior of my house. It's like beautifully white and like black shutters. And I'm really, really happy with it. But um, there are some things on the outside that I'll like, if I, if I could change, I would like, Oh, I wish my garage wasn't front facing. I wish it was on the side. Doesn't matter. You cannot change it. The layout's the layout you're given. Um, my master bedroom is really close to the garage and laundry room. I probably would have swapped that around a little bit, but it doesn't matter. You cannot change the layout. You can only change like the fixtures, like the tile on the front end. And you have to pick all this stuff like six months in advance. And I really wanted to change my master bath. And now I've decided that's not a priority. Um, the kitchen is because like I was saying, the builders, um, put the cabinets in, but I got to pick the color of the cabinets. And when I was picking them, I picked this really nice, pretty light color, brown woodish color. And then when I came for, you know, walkthroughs and whatever, I remember I walked through them and I, did, I didn't have electricity in the house yet. And I was like, so it was daytime, but it was like not, you know, bright lit up with electricity. And I was like, hold on, why do I feel like these cabinets are so dark? And then I was like, it's just because the lights aren't on yet. And then like a week later, I was like, I'm, am I going crazy? Why, why are the cabinets darker than I remember? So then I went back, thank God, because James was abroad. And then because my mom doesn't live here and I was calling my mom and James for everything. Plus Taylor was in the meeting with me. I had sent a bunch of pictures and I had this video showing what I had, like it was timestamped, you know, videoed, whatever, showing what, uh, what color cabinet I was going with. And I was pointing to it. I was like, this is the color cabinet we're going with. This is the darker version, but I don't want the darker version. We're going with this light version and whatever. Basically, I found out that it was a total accident. No big deal. Honestly, I say no big deal. And I always just cut myself off. Like it was a big deal, but it really wasn't. And I really, I don't hate the cabinets at all, um, but they aren't technically the color I picked. And so for that reason, the builders are really cool, really nice. And they were like, that was a mistake on our part. And we were happy to, like find a solution for you. What is the solution? And there were two options. One would be to replace all the cabinets. And at the time that would have pushed my move in date to like two months later, which I didn't have a place to live. As you guys know, don't worry. I'll give you guys a granny landlord update on the small claims court. Um, so basically I was like, that's not going to be a solution. What can we do? And they were like, well, do you have any interest in painting the cabinets? And because I have this whole Pinterest board idea for my kitchen, I was like, wait, I was literally going to pay someone to paint those cabinets eventually. Now it was going to be a project way down the line, but it was like on my mind and they were like, okay, so we will paint the cabinets for you. Like that's something we will give you as a, you know, whoopsie do, um, a make good for on the situation. And I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. So honestly a happy accident. And I, I, the more I'm living with these dark cabinets, I really do not dislike them at all. They're nice. They're, they're grand and it's, it's a good thing. So anyways, 
Um, the kitchen is going to be the first renovation and I just went and picked up the tile. It's really cool. Um, not tile, sorry, stone, like the cabinet and not, not cabinet, the, the countertop, sorry, the countertop stone. I just picked all that out and I'm really excited for the backsplash and everything. So TBD, you guys will have to see that because I'm going to be such a fucking annoying little influencer and make you guys wait so I can do some weird transition where I like snap my fingers and then the, you know, kitchen changes from what it is now to that. Okay. Anyways, that's what I'm doing, but that's the first big reno. I am packing to go to my live shows this weekend. I am so excited. So that leads me to the next point. I am going into my little crawl space and I am getting my base luggage, okay? And you know, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, I am the queen of packing. No one can beat me. I should win an award. I am the best of the best. And I promise you guys, I will draw up a, a, like a whole blueprint of how to do it. But here's the thing about packing. Here's what it starts with. Luggage and good luggage. It's just simply got to be good. It is the blueprint essentially to the packing list. And listen, I've tried them all. So you guys don't have to. And bar none, the best on the market is base. The way this luggage will literally solve all of your problems is insane. Beginning with my personal favorite aspect, the overweight indicator, because ain't nobody trying to have all their luggage spread out for the world to see if the Delta counter while you try to remove a pair of shoes and a curling iron and two pill bottles while your thongs are flying all over the place because the lady at the counter was like, I promise you could just move some of this stuff over. And you're like, oh my God, this is like the pain of my existence. And it was like four and a half pounds over and you didn't know what to do. Well, not anymore because the base luggage has this little red dot on the side that'll come up if your luggage is overweight. It's iconic. Like how has no one thought about this before? I'm so mad I didn't think of it first. It is also like this little stress ball, squishy cushion on the underside of the handle. It is the most comfortable thing ever while you pull it. I can't really explain how much I love this, but any other suitcase that I hold now, I'm like, ooh, this is a hard handle. I need my base luggage. It glides like a dream because there's nothing worse than a suitcase that it's not roll right. I also love to put my weekender bags right on top. They like slide in. They have that little uh, gap in the back that you can just slide over your suitcase. I've given them before as gifts because they are just that iconic. Like I said, they slide right over your suitcase. It's got so many amazing interior pockets. And my favorite thing, it's this genius underneath zipper compartment for shoes. That's like this hard space underneath. I literally love it. It's truly like they thought of everything. Okay. And you guys know the owner of base who is the ever fabulous Shay Mitchell. And you know, she's just the most fashionable gal out there. So you already know that base is chef's kiss on the aesthetic side of things. And look, it looks so chic, so trendy, which is always the vibe when we're traveling. And I simply would never use anything but base. Okay. They also just came out with a lot of cool, bright colors. In addition to their classic neutral colorways, I have the whole set of gray. I love them. I could talk about them for hours, but I'll get to the discount. Okay. Right now, base is offering my listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash probably just go to basetravel.com slash probably for 15% off your first purchase. That's B E I S travel.com slash probably. I do have to pay for things on the front end. So like I'm getting my closets redone um, using Container Store. It's great. They've been wonderful, except for it's so fucking expensive. And they're like, don't worry, you get a VIP 25% off. And that's not VIP like because I'm an influencer. That's VIP like you just get it if you go there. It's like a marketing scheme. I'm like, oh, wow, a discount already. Wow, how great. Walk through the door. They're like, it ends in 72 hours. I'm like, no, it doesn't. I do this for a living. I know it doesn't end in 72 hours. Shut up. But all that being said, I'm like, I just like don't get when companies say that. Like, tell them you're now. Here's the thing with the like a little influencer insider when I give codes and they say, like, this code only works for 72 hours, it does. They do shut the code off after 72 hours, but then like a month later, I get the code again. So, like, I get it. They just want like to, you know, really press the, the hastiness of it so you guys will buy it really quickly. But I'm like, okay. And I, I get it when I walk into a container store. I know this deal is not only for freaking 72 hours, but whatever. 
Um, it was basically the best option as far as timing and pricing, but I forgot that you can do this in life. You don't have to pay for everything. Well, some things you do like the kitchen. They're like, yeah, we need that deposit now. And the deposit is 70%. And then I'm getting, um, my front door changed. Um, again, this is builder grade home. So like, I don't see an issue with the front door. It's not like I'm like, I hate it every time I walk in, but you know, I would like to upgrade. I'm an upgrading kind of bitch. So um, I'm replacing my front door and my back door situation. And that cannot literally get installed until December of this year, but they need the money now. And I'm like, that's nice and convenient for me. So it's a lot of projects upfront money. And then I know I'll just be really happy when it's all done, but oh my God, it's just like it all leaves your bank account at once and you're like, oh my God, sell everything, sell all the purses. I don't need them. Um, but yeah, so updates on the house is basically we're just taking it one project at a time and I'm trying to not go completely broke in the process. And if you can relate, let me get a amen, pour one out for the homies. So I just got back from New York. James and I went for a wedding. Bridget and Mike's wedding was the most stunning thing ever. Like I cannot express to you. They had it filmed and photographed to the nines. And it was really cool because they like wanted us to all be really present during the wedding. So obviously we were still allowed to take pictures and photos and everything. But because we knew not to post them until like a certain amount of time because they had people put, like filming and doing stuff. It was kind of nice because you felt more inclined to be present. You're like, you could see everyone capturing the things around you that it made you more inclined to just like really enjoy yourself while you were there. And it was in New York and it was just the most gorgeous, stunning venue and flowers. And then of course, like the model-esque that Bridget and Mike are themselves. Um, just wonderful. Bridget's the owner of the bar. I love their sweatshirts. I'm shocked I'm not wearing one right now. Um, but also I want Mike to do my hooded eyelid surgery one day. I really want to get my hooded eyes fixed. Um, that's another thing that's on the back burner of life. Um, but yeah, I, I just, we had a fantastic time and James and I hadn't been to New York together and well, okay, well, we went to the Hamptons, but that doesn't really count because we literally landed in New York at LaGuardia and then like got in the car and drove straight to the Hamptons. And when you're in the Hamptons, you don't really feel like you're in New York city. It's like very country cottage vibes. All of us kept saying, I can't believe we're in New York right now. We feel like we're on like a lake in Wisconsin. So anyways, um, First time we'd been back in the city, like NYC, baby, uh, since I think last October, whenever I sold my apartment and he first came um, to visit me after we were like doing long distance and stuff. So it was really fun to be back in the city, but I will say it's so funny because I was, it's not that I forget that James is from London, but like I grew up in the country, right? Country miles in Gilbert, South Carolina. Shouts out. We love you. I grew up there and then I moved to Nashville, which is still the South, a big city, but still the South and definitely loud, definitely noisy, you know, where I lived and where I've lived in Nashville in my life. It's definitely been noisier, but then we moved to Franklin and the utter peace, the birds chirping, the grasshoppers hopping. What do they do? They croak, they creak, the grasshoppers squeak. I don't know, whatever. Like it is so peaceful here. Like the silence is so nice. I just, I really thought, I really thought, oh, this is funny. I actually ran into Kristen, um, in the grocery store in like a random grocery store. She's like, what are you doing here? I was like, I just moved here. We had a really pleasant and lovely conversation. Um, she had her kids with her, hadn't seen her kids in so long. And I was like, yeah, we just moved to Franklin. And she was like, oh really? How do you like it? And I was like, you know what? I really thought I would miss the city. I thought I would miss Nashville. And I know I will eventually, but like right now I'm just like, I love it. I love it. I don't miss the toot toot honk honk party. 
great. Like I can't wait to go back and visit that. But right now I'm just really vibing with the countryside. Okay. So, um, I'm really leaning in. Anyways, we go to New York and James is like, oh no, we're like walking down the street. I love New York. I, like I said, I grew up in the country. So anytime I go to the city, I'm just like, ooh, big city vibes. And he was like, oh my God, get me out of here. Like, I just want to be back in Franklin. He also doesn't talk like that. He always says my accent so bad, but it's like low-key kind of accurate. But um, he, he definitely was like, I am so thankful we live where we live. And I'm like, I couldn't agree more. But also New York is aggressive. You know, it's like, toot, toot, Hong Kong, fuck you. Like, it's like very that. And so, I mean, obviously it's, it's a vast difference. But we, I personally loved being there. We were just walking around shopping. I love how much you can, I love how walkable New York is. I really really love it. I love the food. Shit is fucking, ex- God, I forgot how expensive it is. If you live in New York city, are you good? Like, are you okay? If you're listening to this podcast and you live in New York city, um, just send me your Venmo. I just need to help you out. Like, what's up? Like, how are you doing? Like, do you have, um, a job that pays you enough? Because like, how could you, it is so crazy how expensive it is. Smoothie, $14, 16, 26. Like it's crazy how fucking expensive New York is. Wow. It was just nuts, but we had a great time. It really was wonderful. I am so happy that I get to tell you guys about this because I have been obsessed with Drizzly. I swear as long as they've been a company, I have literally loved them. And there's quite literally nothing better than when a company I'm already obsessed with and use all the time decides that I can talk about them on my podcast and they're going to pay me for it. Like working with Drizzly, my favorite alcohol delivery app is a dream come true. I legit have been using them since they started, like I said. And honestly, at this point, I would pay them to let me talk about them. I love it that much. It makes my life so much easier. It has been my go-to app for drink delivery for years because it is simply the most convenient way to get beer, wine, spirits, any kind of alcohol that you need delivered right to your doorstep when you want it. And when do we not, you know, there have been so many times that I'm at a friend's house and we're hosting or doing something and they forgot something from the store. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? Cause they're all arguing like, who should go, who should go? And I'm like, you guys just use Drizzly. And they're like, what's that? And I'm like, the best invention ever. I have used Drizzly so many times for gifts too, like housewarming engagements, birthdays, you name it. It is the perfect if you're a last minute girly like me or or if you want to plan in advance, like if you know someone's getting engaged, you can have that bottle of champagne pop up right at their house ahead of time for it to be delivered. When I am running around the house before hosting a party, because you know I love to host, there is inevitably going to be something that I forgot. And I'm genuinely so thankful that Drizzly exists to fix all my problems. And the selection is amazing because it's all broken down on the app by selections of wine, beer, etc. So you could just like easily find what you're looking for by just typing it in. Like if I'm looking for a cab or if I'm looking for a certain tequila, you just type it in and then they'll see which store nearby you has it. I've been a fan forever. So like I said, I just love the opportunity to talk about Drizzly with you guys. And I have been using my own discount lately. Okay. Like I've literally been typing this code in for myself to use for Drizzly. So obviously I'm going to share it with you guys too. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com and use code probably to receive $5 off or a $0 delivery fee off your next order. Must be 21 or older, not valid in all states. Codes cannot be combined with any other offers. Not valid at all retailers and code expires 9-8-23 at 11-59 PM Eastern time. Segwaying from New York and the reason we were in New York, I got this question. So basically, and whenever I got this question, I was like, ooh, that's a good question. Then I was like, ooh, this is a perfect prime example. So the question was, how do you handle not having kids before 30? Had me literally just saying I had baby fever, but like, LOL, like not gonna have a kid anytime soon, hopefully. Actually, not hopefully. Kids are a blessing. Ah, oh my God, I'm doing that thing where I'm tiptoeing around everyone's feelings. I don't want to have children right now, but I also have baby fever and it's okay. You're allowed to say that, but you always feel like you have to be like really like sensitive to everyone. And guess what? I'm sensitive too. So let me just say what I want to say. 
I love babies, but I don't want to have them right now. All right. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if I got pregnant, I would know it was a blessing. Um, so anyways, I got a message saying like, how do you deal with like not having kids before 30? All my kids have, all my friends have kids before they're 30. I feel like left out. How do you deal with like possibly being single and 30, like all these things. And I was like, Oh, I could deep dive on this. And then I was like, I don't even have to deep dive. I could sum it up in one fucking thing right now. Literally just went to a wedding for Bridget and Mike. If you guys don't follow them already, like look them up on Instagram, the most gorgeous, happy, like God fearing couple ever. They're so wonderful. You're just so happy for them. People follow them to like the ends of the earth because like they're like the, the fucking Pokemon app that went viral. People could not like get off of it. Right. You just like, you were so invested in their love. And here's the thing. And I can say this out loud because Bridget talks about it all the time. Bridget just celebrated her 40th birthday, 40. Now here's the fucking annoying thing. She literally looks 25, but she is 40 years old. She met Mike, I want to say two and a half years ago, maybe. I could be getting that timeline wrong and I'm sorry, don't quote me on that, but like maybe not even two and a half years ago. All I'm saying is in her wedding vows and in her Instagram stories and all the things leading up to the wedding, like the days before, she was like, I am 40 years old. I waited 40 years to marry my husband, to marry the love of my life, to find the love of my life, to find someone. And I was at that wedding, y'all, and ain't not one person in there was thinking, oh, poor her. Oh, everyone was like, this is the luckiest bitch alive. Look how happy she is. Look how absolutely stunning she looks. Look how truly in love they are. Like, she is 40 years old. Again, I don't have to keep talking about how fabulous she looks. The age is just a number. But what I'm saying is she waited. I almost said this bitch and I feel bad saying that about Bridget. But this bitch waited until she was 40 until she decided, yep, I'll marry you. I'll marry you. And she experienced heartache and she experienced loss and she experienced all these things before that. And she was on that altar knowing that she made the decision was the right one to wait, to wait, dude. Like, even if you wait and, and other things don't happen in your life because you waited, at least you fucking waited. Like, I cannot stress this enough. Do I feel very lucky and blessed to currently be with someone that I hope one day is my husband? Yes. And I've never really said that about any other ex-boyfriend before. I, maybe I had said like, oh, maybe we'll get married, whatever. But like, I truly feel in my heart of hearts that I'm dating my future husband right now, which is a really wonderful thing. But if I wasn't, I would be okay if we broke up because I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until I find Mr. Right. Like we all have to come to terms with the fact that it is not a societal norm. It is a societal norm, but it does not fucking matter when we get married, when we have kids, what is meant to happen for you will not miss you. And I know it's a motherfucking cliche, but they are cliches for a reason because we are having, if you had a baby when you were 21 and yeah, you've got a wonderful baby daddy or a terrible baby daddy, but you're not married to him and you're figuring out life and you get remarried. You have four different husbands. All of these things are meant to happen, right? Like they are just part of our course. They're part of our life story. They are a part of your life so that one day you can speak your truth and help someone. I just, I really hate to be this bitch and say everything happens for a reason, but I just know it does. I know it does. And I don't know what the future holds for me, but I know that I will, I will figure it out. Maybe not gracefully, maybe not all at once, but I know it will happen to me and I will, I will just be a product of it and I'll be better for it. So I don't know if that was even a really shitty pep, pep talk or what. And you're like, wow, great. I'm driving to work, drinking my Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks. And that didn't help me at all, Shannon. And I'm like, oops, sorry. But I'm telling you, 
I was single and I told you guys forever ago that I was stomping my feet being like, I am fucking over it. But I, what I wasn't doing was dating some random fuck boy just for the fuck of it. I didn't ever think like I've got to date someone just so I can have a boyfriend. You don't need a boyfriend. You don't need a girlfriend. You don't need someone in your life, right? We're not going to settle. We are not settling. Okay. It's a not settling girl summer. All right. We're not doing it. So I was really sad before I met James, really lonely before I met James, but I was not dating someone because of it. I wasn't entering a relationship because of it. Like I was doing a lot of other fuck, fucking shit because of it, but it wasn't that, right? And so we're all gonna be okay. If we are 30, if we are 35, if we are 40, if we are 26, if we are 26, if we are anything and we don't have a boyfriend or a man or a husband or a child, we're gonna be okay, all right? You know what we have? We have wine. And we have animals, wine and animals. They're okay. They're here for us. All right. So anyways, uh, also someone always asked, someone asked too, like, when are you guys getting a dog? And I'm like, when we are not traveling 24 seven and when we can have a dog. Although again, I'm getting like dog fever too. I'm like, it's living in a neighborhood. Everyone's got a fucking fence. I'm like, we should have a dog, but I love animals too much to not be able to like live with one 24 seven. So I think we'll have to wait on the puppy, but Anyways, that's my answer for dealing with not having babies or kids or anything like me and Taylor, like she has three kids, three children and I have zero and it's okay. It, it is okay because it is not meant for the timing of my life right now. And I'm going to be okay with that. You know what? Really? What I wish more than anything in this moments when I start rambling and I have like blah, 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 word vomit, if Anna Grace was here right now, if I started that sentence, she would have taken the sentence and turned it into some beautiful, well thought out, like calming like her voice is so calm she just speaks like this and then she would have really made it make sense for you guys educationally and beautifully and spiritually and you guys would have been like oh my god I really learned something from that with me you're not really gonna learn something you're definitely not gonna think my voice is soothing but maybe maybe I'll make you feel like a bad bitch for a second I don't know again you could be driving to work with your fucking coffee being like you didn't make me feel like a bad bitch you made me feel more sad and for that I'm sorry but I also started this podcast crying so don't fucking come for me okay I'm having a moment Listen, y'all are all on my hair journey with me, whether you like it or not. And I cut my hair in a straight up bob two summers ago. And honestly, I felt so flirty and fun with it. Like it was a vibe. But then one day, inevitably, you wake up and you're like, shit, I want my long hair back. Okay. But I didn't want to get extensions. Okay. I'd done that before. I wanted to go the natural route. And here's the thing. The extensions that I had for 11 years were the kind that are glued into your hair follicle, okay? So it definitely resulted in a lot of hair loss, a lot of thinning for my hair as to be expected for 11 years of having these in my hair. And I thought that was just my fate until I saw everyone and their mom, literally, using Divi. Divi is really just that girl. Like it is such an amazing product for hair loss and thinning and especially dry scalp, which is the bane of my existence. Like dry scalp will be the death of me. And I used to think that I was really lucky to not have really oily hair but now I realize that my scalp health is so important. And if it's too dry, that is no bueno. I start out using Divi Shampoo and Conditioner Duo. And when I tell you, you can feel that stuff working. You just instantly know, yep, this is absolutely tingling in the best way possible. You can feel the tea tree oil, the amino acids, the hyaluronic acids, and so much more, which are all amazing for your scalp. And I love it. I love when you can feel a product working. And then when my hair is still damp, I toss in some of their magic scalp serum. And that's how they started out with Danny Austin, who is just an amazing CEO of the company and created and founded Divi Hair Care because she was 
was like trying to find the best thing for her scalp. And she created the serum and it's just amazing. It improves the appearance of breakage, nourishes your hair follicles and removes product buildup in your scalp. I love ordering Divi as a gift too for all of my friends who are new mamas out there because postpartum hair loss is real. All right. And they love getting it in the mail. It's such a cool, unique gift too, because it simply just works. And they also just came out with a hair vitamin that is sure to be a new staple in your routine as well. So if you want to take back control of your hair and scalp health and do it with clean science backed ingredients, then I have a special offer for all of the probably podcast audience. Go to divyofficialcom slash probably, or enter probably at checkout for 20% off your first order. That's D I V I official.com slash probably for 20% off your first order or use code probably at checkout. Um, okay. What else we got on the docket? Oh, so many questions, of course, about James and I's living situation. I had like a tiny little moment where I let the not trolls get to me because you know what? A lot of people, and, and I got a lot of messages that were like, I did a questionnaire and people were like, I'm confused. Like, did you buy your house or did James buy the house or did y'all split it? I thought you did this by yourself. I thought on the podcast, you said you were so proud of yourself for buying this house by yourself. And so I don't want to call them trolls because a lot of people were not trolling. They were just genuinely curious. And I put my life on display and like open it up for you guys to ask questions slash then ask you to ask more questions. I'm like, ask me anything. So I'm not allowed to be like, ask me anything. Don't ask me that. And you guys are like, what the fuck? Like you literally said, it's literally called an AMA. It's literally called ask me anything. And then I'm like, why'd you ask me that? Do you ask your friends that? You're like, bitch, no, but you said we could ask you anything. So you know what? You're right. I did say that. I encouraged it actually. So uh, yeah, influencers like me, shut the fuck up. You know, hey, Shannon, shut the fuck up. But y'all weren't trolling some of you. Okay, first of all, everyone, there's always someone trolling. Listen, I, I back when I used to read Reddit, they listened to this podcast and someone does a little recap for them. I listened so you didn't have to. Literally the biggest fans in the world. I appreciate you guys. I love you. Thank you for the listens. But um, I, I, I know there are trolls out there, but a lot of you are not trolling. So a lot of you are just curious. And I'm here to say, I have a couple of things to say about it. One, I did buy this house for myself. I'm so fucking proud of myself. That shit was hard. Okay. And I've talked about it before. I don't need to beat a dead horse over it. But like, if you're buying a house, like, again, does everyone know what the fuck they're doing or no? Because like I, my mom was just explaining stuff to me and I literally had a minty bee because I was like, how do you know all this stuff? And I don't, she's like, baby girl, cause I bought a house before and I'm older than you and it's life and you'll live life and you'll get it one day and you'll be able to explain it to someone one day. And I'm like, <laughs> Sharon Kay, I love where your head's at, but I'm not so sure I will. I'm not so sure I will. So basically everyone wants to know why we keep calling it our house. Here's the thing. And this is what drives me nuts about the double standard. Like, and I know the trolls don't like me and James together. And like, honestly, suck a dick. I don't care. <laughs> I literally don't care. But I, I know that like, that is what fuels them from having all these like rude questions about like, well, why it's, it's not his, it's yours, whatever. I'm going to say this publicly for the first time ever. I dated someone for a very long time that everyone on the internet really, really liked. I really, really liked him. I really am so thankful for that relationship, but, um, it wasn't super public, but I'm pretty sure it was decently apparent that, uh, like I'm, I definitely like made more money in the situation and in, in the relationship, it didn't really matter. We weren't married. It was not like we like, um, had joint bank accounts or anything, but just to say out loud, I've never said this before, but like I dated someone who did not pay for a single bill, not rent, not an electricity bill, not a utility, not anything. And I was so happy to do that. It was on me. I actually, it was me who made him do that. So that's what I just want to say out loud, you know, for the, for the record, really, I maybe like, you know, I'll look back on this and be like, why did I publicly say any of that? That wasn't very nice to, to, to divulge, but 
it was because of me. I said, I want to live in this home. I want to rent this home. It is expensive, but I will pay for it. And I paid for the whole thing. I paid for the rent. I paid every penny of the rent. And then when it came to utilities, I was like, I want to live our lives and be happy. I can afford this. I'm going to do this. I was happy with him chasing his dreams. I was happy. And here's where the double standard comes in. First of all, you guys didn't have a problem with me doing that. No, never had one single troll be like, do you pay for this house? Do you pay for the bills? Like no one ever said anything, ever said anything, ever. Everyone was like, I'm so happy you're with him. Um, then we get in people not liking James for whatever reason, don't really care. It doesn't really matter. I'm, I'm, so many more people, there's like a 1% that don't like him. And then like a 99.9 who see my happiness and radiate like, just like the love. So I felt I choose to focus on you guys. And, but anyways, I, I just, that has always worked for me. I'm like, what? You guys were so fine with my ex-boyfriend who didn't pay for anything, but okay. Um, anyways, my issue is with the double standard via men and women because let me catch you guys actually trolls be trolling y'all probably troll anyway but like i cannot imagine people coming for a woman who was like married to a man and was you know having babies and living her life and raising these kids and staying home and not technically having a like technical job and i guarantee y'all wouldn't be saying these things so it baffles me because james and i split everything 50 50 so that's why we call it our house because he is paying for this house and my ex who didn't pay we called it our house too, because guess what? If you date me, if you and I are in a relationship, it's ours, baby. It's 50, 50. That's who I am. That's how I operate. That's how I was raised. That's how my family was raised. I grew up in a household that at some points in my life, my dad was the breadwinner through and through hundred percent of the time. Right. And then in another point in my life, my, and actually at current and my parents wouldn't care if I said this, my mom is the breadwinner right now and has been for a good amount of chunk of time now in our last, like, you know, decade of life. And it has never been, well, I make the money. Well, no, I make the money. It's never been like that. I wasn't raised like that. So all this to be said, I know I'm kind of rambling, but in my last relationship where I paid for everything, it was our house. I never called it. I never called anything my house. I never called anything my this, my that. I never dangled that over his head or used it against him because that's fucking shitty. And if you're dating someone that does that, that's shitty. And now that I'm in a relationship where someone pays 50 50, which was honestly a stipulation in going into a new relationship with me. Like I was like, okay, I've got to be with someone that can pay 50 50 at least or contribute more. That's just like something I'm going to hold as a standard now. And, um, you know, love's love, but mama's got to pay those bills. And I thought to myself in this next relationship, I want someone that can contribute more. And James does 50 50 and it's ours. But all that to be said is I just, I find it really happy and exciting to call things ours because they are. And we're starting this chapter in our lives together. So it's ours. And my man's paying the bills. My man's paying for the irrigation system. My man's paying for things. So it's ours. Anyways, I feel like I had so much confusion over that. And people were like, babe, we love you. We are not trolling. We're genuinely curious because on the podcast, you were so pumped. You were showing the paperwork with just your name on it. You were showing all this stuff. And I hear you guys and I see you guys. And I understand how that could have been confusing. I really do. Because, um, you know, James did just all of a sudden like, boom, now he's in Franklin. And boom, now it's our house. And you guys were like, but you literally just posted like, yay, bought a house under 30. So then like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I'm just saying it from a figurative of like happiness and all the different ways that it's ours. So anyways, Shannon, this is supposed to be a fucking, this is supposed to take my mind off of stressful things. You are stressing me out. This is a stressful fucking solo podcast. Guess what? Me too. If I've got to be stressed, you got to be stressed with me. You guys have to be stressed with me. All right. Listen, y'all are all on my hair journey with me, whether you like it or not. 
And I cut my hair in a straight up bob two summers ago. And honestly, I felt so flirty and fun with it. Like it was a vibe. But then one day, inevitably, you wake up and you're like, shit, I want my long hair back. Okay. But I didn't want to get extensions. Okay. I'd done that before. I wanted to go the natural route. And here's the thing. The extensions that I had for 11 years were the kind that are glued into your hair follicle, okay? So it definitely resulted in a lot of hair loss, a lot of thinning for my hair as to be expected for 11 years of having these in my hair. And I thought that was just my fate until I saw everyone and their mom, literally, using Divi. Divi is really just that girl. Like it is such an amazing product for hair loss and thinning and especially dry scalp, which is the bane of my existence. Like dry scalp will be the death of me. And I used to think that I was really lucky to not have really oily hair, but now I realize that my scalp health is so important. And if it's too dry, that is no bueno. I start out using Divi Shampoo and Conditioner Duo. And when I tell you, you can feel that stuff working. You just instantly know, yep, this is absolutely tingling in the best way possible. You can feel the tea tree oil, the amino acids, the hyaluronic acids, and so much more, which are all amazing for your scalp. And I love it. I love when you can feel a product working. And then when my hair is still damp, I toss in some of their magic scalp serum. And that's how they started out with Danny Austin, who is just an amazing CEO of the company and created and founded Divi Hair Care because she was like trying to find the best thing for her scalp. And she created the serum and it's just amazing. It improves the appearance of breakage, nourishes your hair follicles and removes product buildup in your scalp. I love ordering Divi as a gift too for all of my friends who are new mamas out there because postpartum hair loss is real, all right? And they love getting it in the mail. It's such a cool, unique gift too because it simply just works. And they also just came out with a hair vitamin that is sure to be a new staple in your routine as well. So if you want to take back control of your hair and scalp health and do it with clean, science-backed ingredients, then I have a special offer for all of the Probably podcast audience. Go to DiviOfficial.com slash probably or enter probably at checkout for 20% off your first order. That's D. IVIofficial.com slash probably for 20% off your first order or use code probably at checkout. All right, landlord drama. Let's let's stress it up some more. Um, basically, I reached out to the landlord. I said, hey, um, I am going to actually I'll read it. What did I say? Last thing I said to her was Hi, could you please provide, I said her name, I'm not going to say her name. Hi, could you please, hoping you could provide an itemized list for the cost of pressure washing. I like put a lot of things in quotation. I put damage in quotations. Like remember how they had, they made me pay like uh, $400 for pressure washing the front and back porch because they said I stained the front and back porch when it was literally water from a plant, water from dirt in a plant that I literally got off with a bottle of water, but they still said that they had to pressure wash everything, which here's the thing. Sure. It's been a year. It's been a year of weather and rain and things on your porch. If you want to pressure wash it before the new tenants come, what a good idea. Nice thing to do. I'm not paying for it. I'm not paying for it. It's fucking not my responsibility. You own the house, not me. Oh my God. I just got so scared that I was like sending a voice note to her. God. Oh my God. That's so scary. Okay. It says, hi blank. I'm hoping you could provide an itemized list for the cost of pressure washing the damage in quotes on back and front porch, separate from all of the painting costs that you provided. I will be filing a dispute against the charges withheld. So I wanted to make sure that I could see individually what you have charged me for each repair in quotation marks. You pumped a lot of them. You lumped. Oh, I wrote pumped. Damn it. You pumped a lot. You lumped a lot of them together and I do need to see it separate, please. Additionally, if you could provide the individual cost of repair for the motion detector that was there when I moved in. She she was charging me 
$150 to remove a motion detector that was like, you know those things when people buy security systems and there's those, those little like square motion detectors in the corner of houses? That was not mine. That was there when I moved in. I never had a security system in my house. I literally never, I had like a ring camera. That was it. And they charged me like removal of motion detector. I'm like, that wasn't fucking mine. Um, Additionally, if you could provide the individual cost of repair for the motion detector that was there when I moved in, because she then said that they had to repair the drywall from the motion detector. So she charged me for drywall, painting, all this stuff. I'm like, that was not mine. Um, as well as the shelving units paint costs. So there's this like shelving unit in the house and underneath the shelves, underneath guide, the underbelly of the shelves. That means if you can picture this, she had to get on her hands and knees, crank her fucking neck and look underneath the shelf. She said there was paint missing. Like, I, did you even paint under the shelves? I don't know. But she said like the owners, not the landlord, the landlord was pretty nice and helpful during the whole walkthrough situation. I can't lie. Um, the, the owners were just nutbag grandmas. Anyways, she was basically like, they charged me to repaint all the shelving. And I'm like, I literally put like fucking Amazon books on that shelf that were like Tom Ford books. Like I, I did never even, I didn't utilize the shelves, whatever. Anyways, I said, additionally, um, the shelving unit paint cost as the damage was also there when I moved in. And then basically the big shebang, what they charged me two grand for was they repainted the entire house, like top to bottom repainted the whole house. Again, if you want to do that for new ten tenants moving in, that's a really nice thing to do, but like that is not my responsibility. And, um, you're not going to get away with making all of your, cause like I said, I talked to the people that lived in the house before me, before I rented it, they were like, yeah, they charged us to repaint the whole house too for you. And I was like, okay, yeah, not y'all's responsibility. Tennessee code states that there is, you know, normal wear and tear. I guys, I could show you a video of this house. The house is in immaculate condition. Anyways, I wrote, um, per Tennessee law, hanging TVs and curtain rods are a part of normal wear and tear. Um, so I can handle those estimates based on what you provided for repainting, but I will be disputing the repainting of the house. Like, cause, cause she wrote on the itemized list. Sorry, it was not itemized. She lumped everything together and was like, this is why we're taking out $3,500 of your security deposit. But basically she was like, or whatever the total was, I don't know. I'm rounding up down. Anyway, she was like, it was repainting for curtains and TVs being hung. And I'm like, it is literally normal wear and tear. So I'm not paying for that. Um, I said, thank you. And I'm hoping to resolve this as easily and civil as possible. And she did not respond. So I texted her two days ago and I said, hi, just checking in on the itemized list of pricing for the house repairs. If I don't hear back from you guys in a week, I will have my legal representation, contact your company and or the owners. Thank you. And she wrote back immediately and said, that is all I have. Sorry. I do not have anything itemized. Well, per Tennessee law, you have to provide an itemized list. So like I said, I will have my legal representation reach out to her, which is what I'll have to do. So I'll keep you guys, keep you guys updated. Um, but that's as far as we're at right now with the whole situation. But my dad actually asked me the day. My dad is like the sweetest, purest soul. He really is. But like, don't cross that man. Like, don't cross that man. And he's like me in the sense, and my mom's like this too. I, they're both Tauruses. Like, I don't know if they, they, they like both have this like innately in them, but like, don't fuck with their people. Like, do not fuck with their people. And uh, me, their daughter, I is their people. So basically, um, my dad called me the other day randomly. He's like, hey, honey, I just wanted to uh, call you. And this is like such a Sharon K thing to say, not a Vic thing to say, but it was so funny. He was like, I just want to call and reach back out. And my mom was like, don't, don't ask her that. She's got a lot going on. She's got the live shows. She's moving. Honey, don't ask her that right now. And I was like, no, 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 what's up? He's like, well, no, and I know you've got a lot going on, honey. I know you do. Also, if you know my parents, like anyone listening to this would be like, this is literally exactly how your parents talk. <laughs> my mom like yelling in the background. My dad being be like, no, 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 no. I know, honey. I know you're stressed and you're doing a lot of stuff right now, but I wanted to make sure you are following up on those landlords because that is not right. And I was like, dad, I'm glad you asked. I just texted her today. And he was like, good. I'm glad because you know, this is not right. And I'm like, I agree. So again, 
out of principle and out of honestly paying for half my irrigation system with the money they took from me, I will be taking them to court. I'm going to do it. So I'll keep you guys posted along the way. And it is what it is. Um, okay. I really don't know if this podcast was just a ramble. I feel like I really got, uh, really got all over the map. I feel like I rambled a lot whenever I was discussing the, uh, our house, my house situation, because I think I was trying to be kind, which I'm sure I ended up not being in just regards to like what my ex paid for cost wise. But I do have to reiterate that like it was all me. I was being like, no, I want to live here. I'll pay for it. I'll do it. I'll do it. But um, all that being said, I'm sure I rambled a lot in that situation. And I hope it made sense to you guys or helped you understand our situation better. Um, Basically, I'm just really happy and really pumped that this house is something that James and I are building and doing together and paying for together and living in together and building our future in together. So that's the very personal update that I have from you guys. And I cannot be mad at you guys for asking because I let you in on everything. Again, this is a a finance podcast. <laughs> this is a finance podcast. Okay. Uh, it's a finance podcast and I'm here to divulge all of my deepest, darkest finance secrets to you guys, which is basically... I've got to save more money. Okay. I love you guys. Cheers. Sorry in advance to producer Courtney who has to edit this fucking shit bag of a podcast. It's all over the map. I love y'all. Stay tuned. Bye.